This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of All Things Considered CX. I'm your host, Bob Asman, the founder of Innovative CX Solutions, a past chairperson of the CXPA, and a practitioner with many years of transforming global operations and designing better customer experiences. Together with our guests and listeners, we seek to discuss, challenge, and create new understanding about how to inspire better experiences in response to ever-changing customer expectations. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All Things Considered CX. I'm your host, Bob Asman, and welcome back for another one of our interesting podcasts dedicated to the CX professional. Today, I have a special guest joining us from Helsinki, Finland, and I'm pleased to have Sörte with me, and she's going to introduce herself. And by the way, I didn't say her last name because I didn't want to mess it up. So I'm going to let her pronounce her entire name and introduce herself. Welcome, Sörte. So thank you, Bob. It's awesome to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, it's My name is Sirte Pihlaja, and uh, you can go back to LinkedIn, by the way, if you want to hear, hear it pronounced correctly. There's a, now this functionality on LinkedIn where you can say your name and everybody get, gets to hear it, so you can you can try to pronounce it correctly. But yeah, that's that's my name, and, and the, the purpose in, in, in life for me is to make people happy. I mean, coming from the happiest country on earth, that's the least I can do, is share some of that happiness to everybody else in, in this life. And uh, I've been up and running in, in customer experience for a very long time now, over 25 years. And for, for half, of, half of that time, or a little bit more than 10 years, I've, I've been running my own company, Shivute. So we are the first uh, customer experience agency in, in Finland. And another thing that I do and, and I'm very fond of is, is running the customer experience professionals associations uh, activities in Finland. So that's me. Well, that's great. Great introduction. And already guess our listeners, we've learned something about LinkedIn. If you didn't know about that, now you know you can go to Sierte's uh, LinkedIn and, and hear the pronunciation of her name. So that's that's pretty cool. So I, I always say to our guests, especially our CX professionals and practitioners, that nobody really wakes up when they're young and says, I want to be a CX professional. They might wake up and say, I want to be a lawyer or a doctor or a fire person or a police person, but they don't wake up and say, I want to be a CX professional. So I know our listeners are always intrigued to learn about the career path of my guests. And so, uh, so you have to you, that's where I'd like to start is how did you get where you are today? What were the experiences that you had through your career and your background that you could share with our listeners? Well, I did want to wake up one day and, and become a foreign correspondent. So journalism was something that was very uh, much of, of a passion and very close to my heart when I was still in school and high school. And I, I did uh, pursue that career after going to, to the university and, and doing studies. Also over abroad in, in Paris, I, I've been studying there as well at the, the Sorbonne University. Um, but my career really started in, in as a press officer for the Ministry of Education, Culture and Science in, here in Finland. And I did that for many, many years. And I learned through that how to really approach journalists uh, 
and and how to make you know whatever press of press officers do in the in in their career and uh, shortly after that i went and joined the finnish broadcasting company yle and i didn't stay there for quite very long uh, when my my then boss back in the day realized that i was one of the few people who had been on online on the web ever since the web got introduced so web 0.1 really to, to to say the least and uh, she asked me whether i wanted to help her out in uh, creating the first internet in in finland and i guess very much first first one of the first ones in the, in the whole world for for that matter and and we did that and uh, i was also helping out in in creating the internet uh, web, web service that that was back in back there then and uh, that was really how i got into 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 the business of doing service design as we would call it today uh, and that then a little bit later in in my career i was uh, being headhunted by Anderson Consulting Accenture nowadays and uh, started working there as, as, as the manager for their Internet Center of Excellence. So that was still back in the day when we had a web for a mobile service and, and we were only introducing people to the wonders of, of the World Wide Web and, and the Internet of Things. And uh, that was, was a, a very good school doing consulting. Uh, but I, I changed jobs and went to a Finnish uh, company called Tieto Enator and joined forces there with Visual Systems, uh, which was back then 100% uh, owned by Tieto, which is the biggest IT integrator in, in the Nordics. And nowadays they are all over the world, I guess. And I stayed there for over 10 years doing all kinds of uh, things related to customers and, and, and users. Back in the day, we used to talk about user-centered design and user-centric, uh, user-driven design. And, and I think the terminology changed very so many times that I've, I've lost many of those different terms that we used to talk about back then. Uh, but then uh, sometime after I, I I changed jobs again to and, and joined uh, Fjord, which became Accenture's uh, part of Accenture at, at some point. And then I realized that I didn't want to stay at Accenture, but rather wanted to found my own company. And that's really when I started to, to talk about customer experience and, and in proper terms, let's say, about people experiences. And, and I got my, my first uh, dip into the, to the big ocean of, of CX practitioners when I joined the CXPA's uh, um, found, foundation, founding uh, meeting. So I was one of the founding members of the CXPA. And that's where I, where I've, uh, how I've come to this uh, lovely uh, path of doing customer experiences and employee experiences and helping people out to, to become more happy. That's, that's a, a wonderful career path. I think you're our first journalist who wanted a person that wanted to be a journalist so um I, it, it's quite interesting i think this is our perhaps our going to be when it's released our 30th episode or so in that neighborhood and and i don't think i've had anybody repeat to me what they you know what they started out in college or in university so 
<laughs> they'd say, no, you're a journalist. You wanted to be a foreign correspondent. Somebody else <clears throat> wanted to be a teacher. Somebody else wanted to be in technology. It's interesting that all of these diverse backgrounds that come to play and yours is, is very much like that. And, and as I, as I've said before to um, individuals just beginning to join the profession, it's a zigzag. You don't, you don't necessarily go, you know, vertically up a ladder to become a CX professional, you zigzag. And those experiences really contribute to your success. So, so true. <clears throat> At the same, same time, I think that I've always had uh, like customers and, and the end, end users, the target groups that are, I'm trying to to aim aim my messaging towards uh, at, at, at very close to my heart. So it hasn't been such a big change from, from going from journalism to, to doing customer experiences as, as, as I think come to think of them. Mm -hmm. Now, was there anything in particular that um, kind of instilled that customer and employee experience in you? I mean, we had one guest recently that talked about they, they uh, ran a fish and chips Company, their family ran a fish and chips company. So early on, they were in retail and they knew about customer service and it just kind of, that was their passion. Was there anything like that with for you? Well, actually come to think of it, uh, my brother was my, my biggest uh, mentor in this because he went to study in Paris at the same time with me. So we were sharing ideas, lots of ideas back then. And his idea was that uh, he was in hospitality and uh, he, he was studying at the ESSEC and, and, and Cornell University. So his idea was that every single uh, time you go out for a dinner should be an experience for, for people who are going to the dinner because everybody knows how to cook at their homes, but they are not going out there to, to just have food and, and fill their stomachs, but rather they're going to see this presentation that is put for, forth in, in front of their eyes. So he had very nice thing, things and ideas about that and, and how to every single thing that, that you see on your kind of customer experience path during a, a dinner, how, how that is of matter to, to the customers and the people who are going to, to dine in those restaurants. Oh, your brother really has a good concept there, right? I mean, I, I love that analogy of, of the food and the presentation and, uh, and of course, all the emotions and perceptions that go with that, that particular uh, experience. So thanks for sharing that career path. One of the things that intrigued me um, and the reason I asked you to join me on the podcast was not only the chapter in the, the book that you wrote, The Customer Experience 3, and you're in uh, Customer Experience 2, I think, as well, but the whole concept of CX play. And I, and I was intrigued by it because I thought, you know, there are lots of companies that just play around with CX and don't do much with it. And, and yet you've, you've got a really interesting, fascinating approach to this. And so um, I'd love for you to share with our listeners what that approach is all about, because uh, I found it very intriguing. Thank you. Well, CX Play is our own application of a methodology called Lego Serious Play which is a methodology and materials that was created in the mid-1990s by the LEGO uh, group when they were uh, trying to find out ways to reinvent themselves. They were on the brink of a bankruptcy and, and they really needed to think about how, where do, they would get more revenue. And, and we all know what has happened to LEGO ever since. They, they've been skyrocketing. 
I think in China they're they're doing doing so well that they're running out of bricks to 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 sell, in a way. But really, it was founded on on very solid academic background with about twenty or thirty different academic theories, which out of which flow is the most well known one. And the co-founders Johan Roos and Bart Victor, two university professors, they they really uh, made it into a solid thing that helps people to unlock their creativity, which was the main point of creating this methodology. And that's that's what I have been bringing our application of, of CX Play is really opening up everybody's minds and, and giving this right mindset and, and space to think differently, to really be you know, creative and, and let that flow help people get into the, the really core business of, of creating better people experiences. Excellent. And, uh, so what are some of the approaches that you take when you're engaged with CX Play? Uh, it is a methodology that you can use basically for almost anything, but as any methodology, it, it, it should be applied to those things that, that really matter and, and, and you shouldn't always just decide that, okay, let's go with one methodology over another one because we want to, to do it through this methodology, but you should always make sure that, you know, it, it solves the problems and challenges that the client or the, the, the CX practitioner has at hand that they need to address. So I'm not saying that it goes for goes for everything everything and anything but but so far I haven't been able to to think about things that we couldn't do with uh, Lego series play. So I once had this client ask me that hey is it possible to do some platform thinking with the Lego with Le with the Legos and I was like hmm let me think about that. I don't see any reason why not and and funnily enough uh, within this uh, uh, Lego se session that we had with that very client, one of the groups where they had people who had not heard or overheard our discussion, the thing that they did was talk about a, a certain data platform that they had had uh, in, in the in the business. So it could be used for for really anything. The, the thing is is with Lego Series Play is that it it opens up people's uh, kind of fast tracks to discussions and and help helps people even the introvert, most introverted within us to, to really have, have their say and, and everybody is, is treated equally and, and all of the views are, are running smoothly from one person to the other and everybody's uh, opinions count. So it's, it's a very good uh, tool for that. Sharing ideas for innovating, for doing anything and everything you would do in, in CX uh, development, such as like CX strategies or, or person, creating personas, customer journeys, uh, experience design. We've all, all also used it as part of service design, uh, as the service design process to do prototyping. So it's very, very valuable tool for that too. But you, you would really have to pick up the customer experience to book to, to see all the different uh, applications that we have been using it to with our clients, for instance. Excellent overview. Uh, listeners, as a reminder, you're listening to a Another podcast episode from All Things Considered CX and the CXFM Radio Podcast Network. Sir, Sir Thre, could you, um, do you have an example that comes to mind? Obviously, you probably can't reveal clients, but do you have a particular example that kind of comes to your mind as a great example of CX play uh, or, uh, you know, something that our listeners would, you know, be intrigued by? Anything come to mind in particular? 
Well, as a concrete example, and, and these are our reference clients, so for instance, Nordea, which is the largest financial services group in the Nordic region, and really one of the biggest banks in Europe, what, they, what we did with them was that they were setting up their um, capability for, for CX uh, design and, and, and this team, virtual team that was crossing the, the business unit lines. And they wanted to get everybody on equal footing on what they thought about customer experiences and how they should you know, move forward with their, this team and, and getting that CX mentality and, and, and design thinking all over the, the organization. So what they did with us was a very basic thing to, that we often start with with people is, is what we did was that we <clears throat> helped them create, like have a, have, a, have a common discussion about how they see CX, what is important for them, what are the design, what should the design drivers be for, for creating new people experiences or better experiences for, for their customers. Also, we were discussing personas and, and customer journeys, as I as I mentioned earlier on, but 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 really clarifying everyone's roles in delivering and developing customer experiences. So, if you if you think that this was a bank, basically the, the life, Nordea Life is their life assurance company, and and think think about creativity. I'm not saying this, but you but, but that it's always the case. But banks are not probably considered the most creative. Um, industries out there so even they felt that that this is really a good way of of moving forward and, and and being more creative so what lego series play does to people is that it really unlocks the creativity within within us and and helps us find look at things uh from the five years old perspective in a way in a in a good way <laughs> and and that's really really creative thinking is in is a critical capability that we need to find within ourselves to, to, to be able to adapt and, and solve and, and all of these problems that we have at hand and, and to really innovate. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. Think as a five-year-old, but in a good way. So I, I guess the burning question I have to ask, and I'm sure our listeners are wondering, do we get to play with Legos if we do this? <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. But one, one, one really important misconception that I want to, to address here is that it's, it's, it is CX play is it's with you're doing model you're creating models with bricks, but it's not a team building exercise, which it's basically many people confuse it with that you can just you know throw throw a bunch of bricks to people and just start you know building something. You always need to have a skilled facilitator who helps you through the process and, and helps you actually achieve the things that you're out there, your goals that you're you, and outcomes that you want to achieve. So that is a very important part of, of the Lego series play. Mm -hmm. Well stated um, that you need a professional to help you. It's not just about, like you said, yeah, a bucket yeah. of, of Legos in the middle of the table and say, design your CX. <laughs> as, as with any methodology, be it creative right. or, or, or more traditional ones, you need to really know what you're doing and, and so that you actually address those issues that you are supposed to be, be talking about. Right. Now, now, did you also say that this, we've been talking about the customer experience, but can this be applicable to designing employee experiences as well? Yes, of course. It, it doesn't really matter what your target group is because mm. it's, it's, well, we all know that people experiences, they consist of, of customer experiences and, and employee experiences, but partner experiences as well and, and candidate experiences. We've been doing with some, some companies we were doing with their HR uh, departments the the candidate kind of journeys through legos 
Mm-hmm. And, and it's applicable to any target group, really. That's great. And of course, for those of us that um, don't necessarily have the creative side of our brains working, it must really kind of jar that awake. Is that a fair statement? Yes, I would say. But if you if you pick up the bricks, your, your life will never be the same, I would mm. say. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> It'll change forever. Um, yeah. How long have you been doing this, this approach? Oh, it's been many, many years already. I think I did my uh, training, first training course six, seven years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. I would have to check. I, I can't remember anymore. But since I've since then, I have been uh, attending because there's always more to learn in, in the methodology. So every year I, I keep going back to these global conferences where we have new new uh, things that we learn. And for instance, uh, the one of the co-founders of the methodology, Johan Roos, has been uh, cooperating with our partner uh, interface in Denmark, and, and they are, they are doing the LSP 2.0, as I, I, I like to call it, where they are creating new applications, where they're taking the, the old LSP to the next level, really. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to learn those things. Right. Now, tell me, in, in those years of your extensive experience in, in working with this methodology, what are some learnings that you've had either with the methodology or in the interactions you've had, because you must have interacted with hundreds of, of people trying to do the same thing and that's create better experiences. Mm, yes, I have. That's an interesting question. Um, as I said in the beginning, I want to make people happy and, and somehow that has been the greatest achievement that, that uh, has come forward from these sessions is, is that it's not been once or twice, but many, many times where I have had people come back to me after the sessions telling me that where they had some more introverted people uh, joining them on, on, the, on the session and the exercises and challenges. And they said that, like, I've known that person for many, many years, and I didn't know that they were that clever or that they had all those thoughts in them because they never, ever uttered a single word. So it gives people that possibility to, to open up and connect, really connect with other people. So that's one thing that is a learning from, from, from it that I think is, is very, very important. At the same time, it, it also gives uh, uh, people space to really value other people in a totally different way, whether they be introverts or, or the other 50% of people, extroverts, more extroverted people. So it's, it's really a, an exercise in, in, in learning and uh, becoming a new you in a way mm-hmm. that, that, that uh, adds to the, to the performance levels of people because they, they become much more productive because they're not bored anymore, <laughs> to, be, to be honest, to, to be very blunt about it. Because, you know, play is not the opposite of work, but boredom is. And that's one of the biggest challenges that we have in the working life nowadays is that people get bored. I really like the example you gave about the learnings um, from a standpoint of colleagues valuing other colleagues through the process. Mm. Obviously, these are these are departments or functions that are working together to do this um, to do this CX play, and and to have that come out in the sessions that that's pretty 
pretty awesome to hear that happening. What do you find? So what happens after I go through this? I've, I've done the play. Um, you know, we've got some great learnings from it as an organization. What happens, you know, the next day when they're all back? In the, well, I was going to say back in the office, but when they're all back in their virtual Zoom meetings or whatever, uh, Google Meets and so forth, uh, what happens next? What happens next is, um, well, as part of the, the, the sessions, we would do the same kind of deliver, deliverables as we would do in, in any consulting jobs that uh, they get, get the finalized uh, documentation and, and all of that. But on top of that, they get the Lego Serious Play uh, related materials. So often, more often than not, it's a bunch of, of photos taken from those sessions. And uh, the funny thing is that uh, because it's so much, so much about making your brain work in a totally different fashion that people remember those things much better than they would if they were just documented in a bunch of, you know, 100 page documentation or so. So people might look at those photos four years later and they would remember every single aspect of those things that they had been discussing because it's CX play and, and Lego series play is all about storytelling. So when you build your model as a, as an, as a response to whatever has been the challenge and you, you, you always share with everybody else, your, your uh, responses, those stories and those stories, be, they get a, a life of their own to say, to, to say the least. And the, the, Lego Serious Play has also been, been touted as, as a catalyst for change in the sense that um, people are already buying, we are already doing all the buy-in into uh, the new things that are, are being developed through those sessions because they, they are so much, they have invested so much in, in being part of those sessions and, and, and really they get so involved in it that they, they kind of remember things better and, and half of the implementation is already done while, while you're playing with the bricks, basically. <laughs> That's great. Uh, wonderful, wonderful stories. And isn't storytelling always that link that we find among one another and that we tell repeatedly. So that's a great, uh, a great way to look at what are the next steps. So switching gears just a little bit, you said you were um, are a founding member of the CXPA network in Finland. What's what's happening with the network in Finland? Can you share with our listeners about activities or happenings with uh, that network? Well, I guess it's very much the same thing as for everybody else in 2020 that uh, <laughs> we have been <laughs> moving things online. And uh, luckily, or I don't know, luckily, but uh, for some reason, we already had uh, been planning to do a series of webinars. So it, it didn't kind of uh, surprise us so, so much as, as it maybe did some other other uh, event organizers who were only in the live events business. So. For us, it was already on our plan, on our yearly plan, that we would be doing such and such webinar. So we were kind of up and running already by, by the time. We only had to cancel one single event because of, of the pandemic. And, and that was like when, when the whole whole country was locked down. And, and that, that was, of course, pretty surprising to anybody. But uh, we were quite fast on back on track. And, and I think that what... 2020 brought to us as, as CXPA Finland was the possibility to extend our reach 
So for when when CX Day came in October, we were actually creating this global CX Day. So uh, we were driving that with uh, 10 other countries together. And so it, it became really this global CX Day and global celebration. So we had a had a, had a global uh, like main track first, and then everybody uh, got divided into their respective country uh, tracks for, for the rest of the evening. And that was like a really great uh, event because we got Shep Hike and we got uh, James Dodkins, we got all of the biggest names to involved in, in this because it was, it was really, really, really nice uh, e event for us. And now this year we have been um, doing uh, more webinars with, for instance, Diane Majors uh, on CX and ROI and, and uh, are going to have some another webinar coming up in August, which is about voice of customer. And then, uh, of course, we have yet another CX day coming up and we're already planning that one. Uh, it's going to be, the theme is going to be uh, experience economy. So that's a very interesting topic at the moment. And, and we're going to have really nice speakers there as well. And there's, then there's going to be a CX masterclass towards the, the end of, of this year, where we are talking more about uh, this CX and ROI and how to get things uh, really moving where you want them uh, as, as, part of, as far as uh, CX transformation is concerned and, and really doing hands-on practical things as part of this, that training. Wow, that, that's great. Uh, great to hear an active uh, network. <laughs> It's funny you say CXD. I guess it'll be here before we know it. It's yeah. <laughs> already July 1st today, so it's not that far away of CXD. No, it's not. 2021. CXD, <laughs> as, we, as we wrap up our session, which has been very uh, intriguing to me and, and full of new learnings, do you have any final thoughts or words of advice for our listeners as CX professionals um, around the world? Uh, I think that we should all try to, to play out <laughs> nicely with each other and, and be genuine in what we do. And uh, what the pandemic certainly has done is, is bring out new ideas and, and all of these new concepts and innovations. And, and people are really putting an effort into thinking about their customers and, and creating this no-nonsense experience for, for them. And as much for their employees, I think that now that's it was an equally important part of people experiences all, also before, but I think that now there's a, a, an additional focus on, on taking care of your employees as well. So be genuine, truly listen to your customers because their, their wants and needs, they have totally changed in this, in this uh, current uh, phase, phase of situation or stage, stage I think. And I think it's it's really important to always do the right thing and not think so much about, you know, getting profits out of this and that, but rather think about things that you could do to help others out. That's one one of the main reasons why I actually got involved in in writing these two books, CX2 and CX3, was to to be able to give those insights and ideas that we all have and and share that with with the general kind of CX practitioner community so that everybody everybody could uh, gain from those ideas and, and and i know i know many people have been struggling with uh cx and there were many companies who didn't think so much about uh you know keeping keeping up with the the customer experience development activities 
especially in the beginning of last year and when the pandemic really hit everybody. But now I hope that the companies who did stay on board and, and did think that, that customers are really the, the, the people who bring the money in have gained a lot of, of, of goodwill and, and been able to uh, help their customers out. And by the way, uh, one thing that I didn't mention earlier on is that we have been uh, creating this community of, called CX Cares as well during this year. And we've been doing three different reports on where the, the idea has been that we've been collecting ideas and thoughts from five different continents from all over the world, basically on different industries. For, so we started with hospitality and, and the second one was on retail. And we also did a piece on, on the future of CX. And the idea was to collect every, everybody's thoughts and ideas on, on how to approach things, how to make, uh, I don't know, hotels more safe and, and, and retail businesses work better for, for the customers seeing the current needs for safety and, and health issues. So please go and have a look at those if, if you're interested in learning more and, and you're in the kind of a jam of what, what should be the next steps to do. Oh, that's great. I'm glad you mentioned the uh, CX Cares. And listeners, those have been wise words from a very wise CX professional. So we really appreciate your time today. And mm -hmm. listeners, if you've enjoyed this session of All Things Considered CX, please share it with your network. And stay tuned for another podcast session coming up from All Things Considered CX and the CX of M Radio Network. Thanks for listening to this episode of All Things Considered CX. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your colleagues. Subscribe to our show, follow me on LinkedIn, and visit my website at InnovativeCX.com for more insights on creating better experiences. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.